Howdy folks, Tom Barbelay here. Unfortunately, Blog Talk Radio cut the last 20 minutes of this evening's recording. We had been going over time for uh, a number of weeks now, so perhaps this was slightly precipitous on the part of Blog Talk Radio. In the future, what I will do is book the shows for 90 minutes, which hopefully will allocate enough recording time. Apologies to Gerald de Jung in particular, because we had really started warming up by the last 20 minutes and we were talking for an extended period of time with regards to his current development at Darwin at Home. I recommend folks check out his podcast at darwinathome.org to get more information about the current developments of Darwin at Home. The recording does contain a number of good points and a number of great discussions. Here it is. Welcome to Biota Live. I'm Tom Barbelay, and this is a continuation of the Biota Podcast. For more information on the Biota Podcasts, go to biota.org slash podcast. We have our first caller. Hi there, Tom. Hello, Gerald. Happy New Year. It's been a long time since we last spoke. How are you? It sure, it sure has. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. So as you're a seasoned veteran, we have uh, just a few bits of news and notes, and then we can get into this evening's topic. Um, about this time, in two weeks' time, I will be driving between Sydney, Australia, and Canberra, Australia, with my brother, who I haven't seen for, I believe, eight years now. So I will be in Australia in two weeks' time and not recording a bias podcast. However... I do have two podcasts, including one with Gerald that I recorded over the Thanksgiving period last year, which I'll put out in the feed while I'm away. I also have Bruce Damer's PhD dissertation, which I've listened through to and will uh, will edit in a minor fashion and then put in the bio feed as well. So there will actually be quite a bit of audio while I'm away. But the next Biota Live will be Friday, March 27th at 8 p.m. Pacific, when we will have on William R. Buckley. And folks not familiar with William R. Buckley's work, he has been part of the artificial life community since A-Life 1. And he contacted me through Dick Gordon's Second Life uh, embryo seminar series and asked if he could come on boat live to talk about artificial life on an atomic level. And he's a fascinating fellow. He sent a brief paper out to the Biota Conversations mailing list which outlines his ideas of, of, of complete self-replication and what is required in order to do that in a kind of a, almost a metaphysical sense rather than a physical sense to start out with. So William R. Buckley will be on March 27th, Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific. So only a couple of bits of news and notes this evening. Uh, the first is that I received an email from Sharon Minsook through the week asking if other folks in the Silicon Valley area would like to organize Silicon Valley lunches through the Facebook group. I know there is going to be at least one Graysum Silicon Valley uh, while I'm away and obviously also a Graysum Boston, so apologies for not having news and notes associated with them. The Graysum site, G-R-E-Y-T-H-U-M-B dot org, is a good source for information, uh, particularly how to get to the mailing lists. Gerald, in terms of Graysum Benelux, what's your current thinking with regards to the next meeting? Well, there have been uh, a couple of uh, sort of uh, requests from people who, who were at previous ones uh, looking to have a new one, although uh, I just haven't had the time to put it together, actually. Well, as you may have heard, I, I sent out a, a request, I think, towards the end of last year, possibly even in the last Biota Live for last year, with regards to folks in the Benelux area who would be interested in um, basically taking on some of the duties. I, I do appreciate the the heavy weight that falls on your shoulders and similarly Justin Lyon isn't even in the UK anymore He's, he seems to be in Iraq for most of uh, for most of the time uh, so for folks in London as well there was a, 
kind of, you know, I think three or four meetings with Graysom London Group uh, that Justin was the, one of the primary organisers for. And now Justin is obviously in Iraq. It'd be wonderful if someone in the London area uh, would be interested to, to pick up the, you know, the mailing list, maybe a couple of people, uh, and just organise, you know, semi-frequent get-togethers. I think the Silicon Valley lunches model, uh, particularly for the London area and potentially also for Benelux and, and other areas around the world, could be the way um, if, you know, formal evening meetings aren't the easiest way to, to organise a get-together. In terms of your numbers, Gerald, do you get a sense that you could do a kind of Benelux lunches series as well? I'm not sure you can do it that frequently. Uh, you'd have to sort of connect with uh, with the groups in the universities or something. You know, it would be mostly students. I think I don't. I don't think you'd find too many people for uh, for such a regular thing. You know, it's going to be not too frequent, but it'll be uh, interesting enough because you know we got. You don't need a large group, even if you have you know maybe ten people. If if they're interested, then you can have a really really interesting evening and and go have some beers afterwards. So there's there's no real too much of a lower limit, but um, yeah, it's just a question of getting uh, getting things together. On the one hand, I would like to uh, have something to show again before I uh, go crazy to get everybody uh, involved, and uh, that won't be all too long. But um, you know, to, to search around and find other people to present, and you know, to give it a good theme and uh, find a location for it, and everything that costs quite a bit of time. And I've been uh, Spending a lot of time working lately, so uh, there just hasn't been the available uh, relaxed hours. Certainly, and I mean that's the feedback that I've gotten from the Silicon Valley lunches group as well. Is that uh, a number of folks on the group who were originally quite gung ho about meeting for the lunches are now in, you know, as you say, um, because most of them, if not all of them, work in the tech industry or in crunch periods, and just they don't have the time even to to meet for lunches. But ironically, my friends uh, in the Benelux area who are from Australia originally are actually traveling through Australia currently, and I will meet up with our mutual friends um, through my time in Australia and hand out uh, biota CDs and uh, you know get the Australian folk that I meet enthused with regards to you know what we're trying to do with biota and Graysum, uh, and hopefully that will percolate back to my friends in the Benelux area who will attend or maybe even host. Uh, a future Grayson Benelux meeting. And moving from these ideas of, of getting together for casual lunches, uh, Dick Gordon sent out on the Biota Conversations mailing list recently uh, his plan for Biota 5, that is the fifth Biota conference. It's been, um, well, it will be nearly a decade, I want to say seven years, if, if Dick holds it next year in 2010. He's slated to, to put it on in uh, Winnipeg, Canada, um, but I think it's an interesting it's an interesting logistical problem currently, particularly as so many of the biota contributors are are located in uh, you know such far flung parts of the world. But I think probably giving a year run up, or maybe even more than a year, we may you know it may take a couple of years to actually organise a, a proper biota conference. Gives an opportunity for the community to start saving and start planning to come to some part of the world which may not be their current location. I was um, emailing Dick through the week with regards to the transit time for folks in Boston and these kind of epicenters of artificial life that already exist in the U.S. But another important thing, and certainly in my own feedback and conversation with Bruce, and I think you've been on some of those emails as well, Gerald, I feel a kind of personal responsibility to make these bio conferences if they start again in a conference form. 
as open as possible, and particularly with regards to cost and location and planning and all these kind of things. I don't want people to have the sense that these things will be sprung on them, and to the same extent, if they can't attend, certainly um, in terms of some kind of potentially online contribution, um, maybe some live video link up. I mean, these kind of technologies in order to engage people in the community who may not be able to attend a physical conference. And in this regard, also, there'll be an A-Life conference next year, and obviously our, our last guest was Mark Badeau. So, I mean, I think getting Mark involved with regards to the Biota 5 planning committee will be relatively critical as well. But, I mean, hats off to Dick for actually getting the ball rolling. I said somewhat tongue-in-cheek to him that I would only feel comfortable with it being called a Biota conference if, uh, if Gerald and other folks who've participated in Biota Live could attend. Uh, so I think... The aims are good with regards to a conference in the future. Uh, I just think it'll be interesting to put it together logistically and also allow the kind of openness that I've tried to do with the, the likes of Biota Live and the other Biota podcasts. What's your thinking with regards to a, a, a fifth Biota conference, Gerald? Oh, I think it's uh, potentially a really good idea. Um, what, what Dick is doing with Second Life is, uh, is also really good because then you don't have to necessarily uh, expend a lot of fossil fuels to go... Uh, and hang out uh, in the same space. Yeah, I, I'd pretty well go anywhere in the world where uh, Biota 5 was held. Certainly if we give a year or two lead in, even with the you know, the nature of the contemporary economy and certainly the emails that I receive from uh, folks in the community who are you know, in a, a less than ideal financial position currently, I mean, I, I would hope that we would have means to either subsidize or allow uh, particular guests speakers uh, to, to come at reduced rates. Um, yeah, this um, is the thing. I mean, when, when you, um, you know, academic conferences, uh, everybody goes to all the conferences in their area or in their, you know, area of expertise. And this is, uh, you know, the, the part of the, the perks of being a, a professor, being an academic. And uh, needless to say, uh, they don't pay their own flights, you know, it's all taken care of. So there's a certain uh, you know, uh, support for uh, for everyone getting together physically in the academic world. They're subsidized, they get, uh, they get flights all over the place. And, uh, you know, we have to do without that, so everybody has to fend for themselves, sort of, in general. So if we can get anything, maybe there's a, a, a sponsor possibility. Wasn't um, Biota, what was it, three or... Um, no, two was it actually in in, in Cambridge it was sponsored by Cyberlife, Steve Graham's company. Two, three, and four, and potentially even one. My understanding is one one could have been sponsored by Sun and a couple of other. I mean, obviously uh, Bruce is probably the best person to talk. But my recollection is all the beta conferences up to four were actually sponsored by one institution or another. I think four was sponsored by. Um, yeah, anyway, I think all of them were sponsored, some of them by smaller academic institutions and, you know, and uh, things that wouldn't be considered necessarily. Uh, well, maybe, Dick, maybe Dick can get some funding from the University of Manitoba. <laughs> yes, I'm, 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 I'm hesitant to ask Dick for that. My, my feeling is that within our community, and particularly the kind of extended realms of our community, I mean, I get correspondence from people who work for Goldman Sachs, who work for... You know, IBM, Intel, I mean, there, there, there is no shortage of large companies. Um, I mean, if you look at, um, you know, pharmaceuticals, I mean, there, there are a number of companies 
uh, that get real-world benefit from this kind of collective artificial life movement. And the ability that Biota has to actually reach out of, you know, a more formalized conference, like, for example, the A-Life conference into something uh, which, you know, brings in folks such as Dick, but also I think in in terms of, you know, what Mark Badeau is doing, I mean, the, the, these kind of enterprises reach outside of our more traditional kind of tech sector uh, or academic, academic sponsorship groups. We should certainly make sure that um, that Al Lundell is in, in, invited so that everything uh, <laughs> gets recorded at video. Yes, well, I think that's the nature of, uh, in some regard, making it a, an open video streamed conference as well. I mean, I think it's critical that we not only have a, a, a kind of takeaway video record, but we also stream it. Um, because that's mm-hmm. the, you know, that's the contemporary paradigm with regards to these things. And I think we always need to be, maybe even slightly, I mean, this was the nature of having Mark Badeau on, mm-hmm. that we need to be slightly prodding of the, the academic community in terms of, um, the, the level of openness that these kind of things have. So this is going to be a talking point, um, obviously for a number of buyers lives into the future, but I wanted to raise it with the community initially that there is, there is slating for a bio to five. 